Hello, loves, and welcome to another episode of the Iron Wifey Podcast, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you so much for joining me for another day, another week, another Sunday, and another opportunity to walk in the Lord's will for our lives. Now, I'm going to be real with you guys. I had a whole series planned to bring you guys with these guests lined up who were amazing, and the Lord moved on my heart today to share something else. Um, And so what I'm seeing and as I'm studying is that um, it seems like in this season, there hasn't been much good news around marriage, if that makes any sense. Like, I'm not saying that marriages are falling apart because a lot of people are actually getting married this year. But when it comes to everyone's stance on marriage, when it comes to uh, being a wife and what that means, There's no one really there to teach us or show us or help us. And we as women are really just kind of figuring it out. (laughs) Now, the beauty of the Bible is that it actually does show us what it means to be a wife. And I came across a a sermon years back, had to be like the beginning of my marriage, like year one. So this is like back in 2014. Um, I came across this sermon by prophetess uh, Juanita Bynum. And it talks about the Proverbs 31 woman. And when I first came across that sermon, it convicted me to the core because as a newlywed, I looked at submission as in blind obedience. And I didn't really approach submission from a biblical lens um, as a way of marriage being a ministry unto the Lord. Um, And that sermon, it it keeps it real. (laughs) It keeps it very raw. um, And it's also very transparent. And so literally at least once a year since that first year of marriage, since 2014, um, once a year, I listen to that sermon. You know, I don't know if it's me looking for something or the Lord leading me to that, but it seems like at least once a year, it is a reminder um, to focus on my marriage, to prioritize my marriage, to to serve my husband as in ministry to the Lord, um, to submit to be obedient to the Lord's call when it comes to marriage. And so quite honestly, guys, like I had this whole series planned about like money and marriage or women and money. Um, And I I interviewed these amazing guests that I was going to bring you. And it looks like that's going to be postponed because it seems like there is a call for women to learn how to be wives. And I have not been married for 70 plus years. I am not a marriage expert. I'm not a family and marriage counselor. Honestly, y'all, I'm not. But I am going to be studying what it means to be a wife biblically and unpacking some of the stories, Lord willing, over the next couple of weeks. And so at least for the month of April, that's going to be our focus. But for today, I'm just led to share this, this sermon with you about the Proverbs 31 wife and what that means. This sermon that was um, preached by uh, prophetess Juanita Bynum a few years back because it, even then it was amazing and spoke to my situation. But I feel as though there are some wives or some women out here who are listening, or even if you are in um, a woman who wants to be a wife, you know, if you desire to be a wife, there are women out here that are listening. And I feel like this is the message that I'm supposed to share with you. So I'm just going to be obedient 
And I'm going to share this message with you. And Lord willing, it blesses your life as it has my life every single year. Um, and even in this season of my life where I am now going into business with my husband and learning how that works and prioritizing that and setting boundaries when it comes to work and, you know, putting my family household first versus um, my financial household. Like there, there's just a lot of stuff going on. But as a wife, I just feel like this message is for y'all. I just feel like it's for y'all because I know it was for me. And so if I got questions, I'm sure you got questions. I don't know where you are in your marriage. I don't know where you are in your relationship status. Um, but I just feel like this is a message that I'm supposed to share. So like I said, again, I'm gonna be obedient. And um, I don't know how all this works. I don't know. I know for sure that there may or may not be a copyright claim, um, but I'm pretty sure that we'll be fine. But anywho, I just, again, I'm just going to be obedient and share this message. So without further ado, for all of the um, desiring wives, the actual wives, the women who hold the title as wives, or the women who are interested in what it means to be a wife, here is a message from Prophetess Juanita Bynum regarding the Proverbs 31 woman and what it means to be a wife. Come on, somebody. And what you get is what you put into it. And I looked at him and chose to help him with his fine self. I'm telling you, I don't mind. I'm telling because that's the kind of church we're going to have. Husband and wife is going to show each other love. Y'all ain't going to be coming and looking all stiff with each other. Stop all that fighting and get it right so you can come to church and get blessed. Come on, somebody looking at each other, all roll their eyes at each other and ain't speaking. Come on. Gwen be done walked up on your man and took him while you right in church. Trying to be all spiritual. You got to learn how to minister to your husband. Put that Bible down and put a negligee on and work it. Come on now. That's the Holy Ghost right there. <laughs> That's right. When a man get home, he don't want no tongue, shandada. He wants some sex and a lot of it. Come on, y'all. You better learn how. Come on, y'all. You somewhere being deep and spiritual and folk taking your husband. I'm going to leave that alone because I didn't come here to preach that tonight. I get home, I am not prophetess Bynum. That's right, because the saints got to stop being so timid. You better get them Fredericks magazines and look at them and look at what them women was wearing. I got a whole closet lined up. I said, baby, pick one. Because that's what I'm going to put on tonight. Y'all, pick it out. The Bible said a wise woman buildeth a house and a fool pluck it down with her hands, being deep and not knowing when to be spiritual. When the man leave, you get on your knees. When he come back, you get up off your knees and you minister to that man because we have a responsibility. I don't care what kind of husband you got. That's your covenant vow. And you have a responsibility to make him feel like he's a wonder when you know he ain't. Come on. Y'all ain't saying nothing. 
And that's how we miss it. Because the devil will have you concentrating on what your husband ain't. But there's a whole lot of things that he is. And you got to begin to say, baby, that's all right. That's all right. We're going to work on that. But then you got to talk to yourself sometimes. You got to look at your husband and say, he's awesome. And make him to know he's awesome. See, because some of y'all women have been a blessing to your husband and helped him, and you ain't let him make it, never made him forget it. And I, when I found you, you didn't have none. When I got you, you didn't have none. Stop reminding him of that. Because your job is to build him up. And if you don't make him feel like a man, who is? I'm not here. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, I know what I'm saying to be the truth. I'm welcoming y'all to the Destiny Cyber Church. All y'all just got... Husbands. <laughs> oh, God, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to do that. But it's the truth. Because we're in the church teaching people how to be intercessors, how to be preachers, how to be evangelists. But nobody's training women how to be wives. Come on, saints, and we got to keep it real. I'm not hearing nobody say amen to me right there. You got to keep it real. You got to ask God, God, teach me how. Because I knew how to preach. I knew how to, how to minister. I knew how to speak in tongues. I didn't know how to be a wife. And you got to let God teach you how to be a wife instead of a knife. Every time you turn around, you... I asked my husband today, we were coming out of coming out of the store and I said, I said, do I please you? Now you know that the average person said, well, why you, you know, why you gotta ask about? I said, do I please you? I just, and so he stopped, he said, you, baby, yeah, you, and I said, no, uh-uh, am I too big? I mean, is my thighs too big? What, tell me. Come on, am I fat? Do you want me to lose weight? What, what you want? Come on, you just can't assume cause you married, it's all right. Now, me and y'all ain't got to say nothing because I'm helping y'all right now. And I know down in y'all spirit, y'all say, good God, I'm just so glad somebody's saying something. But I don't want to say nothing. Because a lot of y'all husbands don't want to hurt y'all feelings. But some of us need to lose weight. We need to take care of our skin. Because I'm going to tell you, there's a war going on. Because the Bible said at the end, there will be seven women to one man. And ain't nobody getting ready to step up on that one. Come on. Because if a woman take your man, you let her have him. Because they're always talking about how a man cheat. But a man cheat because he ain't getting what he need at home. Emotionally, spiritually, physically. You telling your husband you don't feel like doing it? That's the Bible. That's, not, that's the world's way. You don't shut the garage down trying to punish your husband because I don't know why God got me going like this. I ain't going to give him no sex for three days. No, something wrong. That ain't God. Because when he offends you, you get on your knees and you pray. Because I'm telling you, if you close your legs, somebody else going to open theirs to your husband. Oh, y'all, come on. I, that's all right. Y'all didn't come here for that tonight. So let me go on to the scripture where I was going. Let me, let me go on to where I'm going. <laughs> somebody need to say amen in here. Because the devil is sabotaging too many marriages. Too many. I don't care if me and my husband get into an argument. I'm not going to ever deny my husband what God says is his. 
I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do it. I'm mad at you. I ain't gonna, and don't you touch me. And, and you ain't getting it for three days, and, and you ain't getting it for four days, and you ain't getting it for five. Well, you keep on doing that kind of foolishness. Because after a while, he ain't gonna want it. Then you're gonna be on your knees talking about pray for my marriage. See, I got a concept about this thing from my first marriage. If it ain't gonna work, it's not, I'm going down as a testimony that I did everything that God told me to do. So if it don't work, it's not my fault. I'm gonna clean, I'm gonna do whatever I'm supposed to do as a wife. I'm gonna have a record that I can mark down to say I've made an A on this. You want me to cook you a grilled cheese sandwich at two o'clock? Yes, sir, because there was a day when I didn't have no man. Come on, y'all, come on. Come on. Praying that God give me a husband. And now you've got one. What I'm inclined to believe is we don't want a husband. We just want sex. You don't want to minister to a man. You don't want to support somebody. You don't want to support a vision. I'm not hearing nobody say nothing. Now, God just done switched me. Because let me help you. And I, listen, I just got to say this, especially to black women in here tonight. If you're going to get married, you're going to marry somebody you can help. You ain't getting ready to get no Prince Charming riding it on a white horse. You don't hear me. I ain't going to marry nobody unless he's a millionaire. And I ain't going to marry nobody unless he... No, no, no. You got the whole concept wrong. Because there's a whole lot of men that's got millionaire potential. And they need a woman to help them to birth that thing out. And if you that bad, birth him out. tonight. You ain't a real woman till you done birthed out a man. Hey, y'all, come on, come on. Because anybody can get somebody to wine and dine them. But when I see my husband preaching, I know that's the labor of my hands. I know, I know that my prayers, oh, you don't hear me, you don't hear me. The anointing is on his life because I'm praying him through. Every vision that's unfolding because I'm praying it through. Because what I did was, when we became one, I hooked into the vision that God gave him now it's my responsibility as a woman of God to make sure that his vision is birthed out. That's why God gave me the womb. He don't birth it out. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all. Y'all sit down. Y'all sit down. Go to Proverbs 31. God done switch me and I'm going with God. I'm going with God tonight. He done switched me, so I'm going with God. I'm going with God. A lot of y'all, some of y'all in here, I'm preaching to somebody that had good men, good relationships, could have been married, but you got the world's concept about marriage. Woo! He ain't this, he ain't that. I, I don't, I don't. There is no perfect man. Oh, y'all, I'm finna teach you here tonight. Ain't gonna teach but a few minutes. There is no perfect man. And whatever it is about him that God shows you or reveals to you that is imperfect, then that is your job. You don't hear me. <laughs> That's your job. Y'all don't hear me. That's your job to take that on the altar. I see stuff, I said, okay, Holy Ghost, do, uh, do it, God, do it. 
Okay, Father, fix this, fix that, fix that, fix that. Okay, God, all right, I, I see a little bit of change. Okay, let me go back again. God, I need you to turn this. I need you to turn that. I need you to fix that because that right there will hinder him where he's going. I want you to change this. I want you to change that. And then when I get with him, I praise him. I don't nag him. I'm not getting nobody to say that. I don't say change that. You make me sick. I don't like that. I tell that to God. And I build him up. You don't hear me. And when I get through praying, then he comes and say, honey, if there's anything that you see in me that I need to be changed, there is your open door. Because a wise woman, everything that God shows you is not meant to be said at that time. Women got a problem, especially black women. We don't know how to shut our mouth. We've got to have the last word. Come on, come on, come on. I don't know about y'all, but God been telling me to shut up. Cause see, we gotta, we got, we got, we got this drive on us where we gotta be right, and God don't let us really be right. Then we gotta make sure that He know how wrong He was. And all you're doing is breaking him down, breaking him down, breaking him down, breaking him down. And then after a while, he's no longer your husband, he's your son. Ooh, I'm, I'm. He's your son now. Now he's doing everything you tell him to do. And now he's afraid not to do it because then he's going to get sex for two, two weeks, three weeks, a month. All right. Because right, I'm telling you, I got, I got notes here. I wasn't going there. I wasn't even getting ready to teach nothing like this. Nothing like this. But see, I'm going to tell you something. Marriage is for grown folk. And, and, and watch this. Marriage is for grown folk and marriage is for mature people. Oh, honey, we done been through something since we've been married. But God been teaching me. So you don't know how to be no wife. You know how to be a prophetess, but you don't know how to be no wife. Because we think submission means, oh, you know, I got I to just, just shut up and, 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 and do whatever he say do, and, and, I, and I ain't got no opinion. That ain't what it means. Submission means I find his vision. You don't hear me. You don't hear me. You don't hear me. And I put myself in the position to always keep him on top. See, we got to learn how to be real women. That's why I don't have to walk in here and be a wonder. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to walk in here and push who I am. I can come in here and sit right over there. I don't ever have to say anything in this house. Because the Bible said, here we go. Come on, Proverbs 31. God, you want me to say this tonight that I'm going to say it real quick and in a hurry. Because we're going to have some women get married. We're going to have no church but a bunch of lesbians in here. I don't want to be married. That's a spirit. When my first husband hurt me, well, I guarantee you if I want to talk to him, he'll tell me the same thing. You hurt him too. Because it takes two to make a marriage go bad, not just one. I'm not getting nobody to say amen in here, baby. Ain't nobody saying nothing. Everybody got a sad story. And God wants us to put that stuff on the altar and get over it. Well, he hurt me. You ain't doing the hurt club. He did this and he cheated on me and he did this. What did you learn from it? How many years you going to carry all of that bitterness? Because when you get married, you're going to carry that same thing into your marriage. 
and then you're going to make your second husband feel like he got to pay for everything that happened to you in your past. So instead of you enjoying your marriage, he playing cleanup. Oh, I'm preaching tonight. And I'm not talking about something I heard. I'm talking about what I know. Hello, somebody. Because I thought I was healed from a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm healed. I'm healed. No, I wasn't healed. I hadn't dated nobody in 15, 20 years. I wasn't healed. And when Bishop came, all kind of stuff started surfacing. I said, okay, where this coming from now? Well, I thought, I didn't know I was still hurt over this. My husband loved me. <laughs> he was driving down the street one day, and we was just having some heated fellowship. Call it, call it fighting, we call it heated fellowship. And he was trying to explain something to me, and da 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 da. And he grabbed my arm. I was like, nigga, I, was, man, I know you didn't just go. And my husband's looking at me like, what is wrong with you? I was about, about to punch him. He said, okay, what, 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 what happened? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because see, my first husband used to hit me. You know what I'm saying? So I can't stand nobody to grab me. When a man grabbed me, I have a flashback. But see, had nobody grabbed me like that in 20 years. So I didn't know that I was still carrying that. I'm not hearing nobody say nothing. And I had to expose that. I had to put that hurt on the altar. I had to tell my husband, I'm dealing with something right now. It's not your fault, but I'm still hurt. I didn't know I was still hurt. Come on, somebody. And he didn't know, you know, we get to go and whatever, whatever. You know, we got to get, get emotional because I'm emotional, he emotional. And, and he's looking at me and I'm like, you don't know. It's just like, you know, when, when, when talk loud like that, it make me feel like you get me to punch me. He's like, I would never hit you. He said, where are you getting that from? I'm getting it because junk is still there. Now, do y'all want me to stand up here and lie? I got to help somebody tonight. God's got me going this way for a reason. They don't want to hear me 
teacher Linda. I suffered emotional abuse. I suffered physical abuse. And then here I am saying, you know what? When the marriage was over, I said, that's okay. God freed me. It's over with. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm delivered. I'm, thank God it's over. But it wasn't over. It was still there. All that hurt was there. Two years later, I met another guy. Dated him for a while. Got engaged. Gave me a carrot of a diamond ring. Told everybody we was getting married. He went off to the service and said, in six months, we're going to get married. He called me back and said, you know what? I found a friend of mine that, uh, that, that, that deal in diamonds. And I want to get you a bigger diamond. Can you send the ring back? And I'll get you a bigger diamond. He took my ring, gave it to another girl, and married her. And I'm thinking I'm still engaged. Oh, you don't want to hear my testimony. You don't want to hear my testimony. And I said, okay, you know what? Okay, that was somebody my age. So then I ended up dating somebody that was 28 years older than I was. Somebody that bought me everything. He had a lot of money. Bought me blouses, Gucci boots. Go I mean, I had it. I dated him for a whole year and a half. And after a year and a half, I went away for the weekend. And while I was gone, he married another girl. So he was dating somebody else the same time he was dating me. You don't hear what I'm saying? That's hurt up on top of hurt. So when he came along, my God, the, the, the least good thing he did, oh, oh, I'm through it. I don't even know if I can. And my husband said, hold it, hold on, hold on. What is the problem here? And then we looked around and we both had to admit, we both suffering from hurt. So now our responsibility is not to blame each other. But now I got to heal you where you hurt. Come on, I'm going to say something here that some of y'all ain't going to agree with. There's going to be areas in your mate's life that they're never going to be healed from. Oh, you don't hear me. There's going to be things, certain things that you can't touch because it's sensitive. And you can't say, get over it. You got to let God teach you how to become sensitive to the part that hurts. See, y'all ain't ready for marriage. You ain't ready. I know I'm helping somebody in here. I know, I, I know, brothers, you ain't got to say nothing. You ain't even got to look. Just keep your face blank. Just keep your face blank. Because, you, oh, you ought to be over that. Why? You got stuff that you're not over. You got things that hurt you. Come on, somebody. Your husband said to you, you know what, baby? I just, you know what? I don't, I don't ask for much. I, I just need you to love me. When I start going through them things where, you know, I start going through them, through them, what I call them emotional things where you start feeling like, you know, you ain't worth nothing. God said, well, you probably buy me. How do you feel that way? I do feel that way. Come on, somebody. That spirit does attack me. Where I start feeling like, you know what? I don't feel like I'm worth nothing. I don't feel like, I just feel like I just, you know, I just preach and, you know, and I, I go through them things where I look at my husband and say, why are you with me? Why you, why you love me? You could probably have somebody better than me. You could probably have somebody skinnier than me. And you could probably have somebody to just, for why you want... And my husband looks at me sometimes like, you know, he, he don't give me that look like, here we go again. Here she go again. She going through that. He's like, come on, baby, come on. It's going to be all right. That's the day I get three dozen roses. You don't hear me. I said, that's the day I get three dozen roses. That's the day he'd leave this office and jump on the plane and come to where I am and spend one hour with me and turn around and come back. Come on. 
read this. Let me just read this. Let me just read this. Somebody say, you helping me. Somebody say, you helping me. There's ain't going to be no single kingdom. Everybody here single. Don't nobody want to get married. Everybody got attitudes and stuff. God's got somebody for you. I said, God's got somebody for you. And if you're in here and you already married, he wants you to straighten your marriage out. He wants you to take it to the next level. Oh, y'all, come on. Well, you don't know we've been married 10 years. Spice it up, baby. Get it back hot. Tell your husband, tell your wife, okay, what we got to do? What we got to do to make it hot? Okay, y'all. Honey, they ain't ready. They are not ready. They are not ready. You ask your husband, what do you like? What you want me to do? How you want me to dress? How you want me to look? Why y'all looking at me like that? Because you know why? The church don't talk about stuff like that. And that's why we got more marital problems in the church than we do out there in the streets. Statistics prove that, that, that divorce is higher in the church than it is in the streets. Going to bed looking all crazy. Okay, I, I can't. Some of y'all, I'm not gonna be able to help. That's all right. We just love each other. I flew in here last night, and they were telling me the plane was delayed. The plane was delayed, and I'm right in the middle of trying to trying to plan this wedding. I mean, I'm like at wit's end, and I was supposed to be in New York doing getting my final fitting today, this morning, for my dress. And I said, No. I spoke to my husband. I said, Hey, nothing, baby. Said, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I said, what you doing? He said, I'm just working, trying to pull it all together, da, 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 da. And he hung up the phone, my spirit right here. So I'm just said, mm-mm, that ain't right. So I called him back. I said, honey, I said, you all right? He said, yeah, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm just so busy, I'm just so tired, da, 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 da. And he said, you know, I just really miss you. I said, all right, no, let him say it. Hello, change these reservations. We ain't going to New York. We going to D.C. People said the plane is delayed. But you know where I was? Boo was in the airport, sitting by that gate. They kept saying, delayed another hour. That's all right. Is it going? It's going. Delayed another half hour. That's all right. Went and got some magazines. My sister them called me on the phone. They said, why don't you come on back? Nope. I heard something in his voice that said, I need you. Come on, y'all, come on. Trembling, shaking. 
y'all don't want me to minister. Am I helping anybody tonight? We're going to have us a married woman's class. But we're going to talk about some real sex. Because some of y'all ain't doing it right. Mama got to help you. All right. Welcome to the real world. That's why he coming here preaching and happy. That's why he be whole. Cause I got him hollering like that. servant. Come on, y'all. I'm a servant. I don't care about being prophets about right now. I'm a servant. My husband need me. And I don't know if he told you, I just didn't clean it up. I took, we didn't have no towel. I mean, everything was, I took my scarf off. All right. <laughs> he said, baby, that's your scarf. I said, that's all right, honey. I can always wash this scarf. I can get a new scarf. Somebody, it's the little things. It's the little things. It's the little things. Touch your neighbor, take your neighbor. It's the little things. It says in the 10th verse, a capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman. Who is he who can find her? She is far more precious than jewels, and her value is far above rubies or pearls. The heart of her husband trusts in her confidently and relies on and believes in her securely so that he has no lack. Oh, y'all, come on. I'm going to walk on this side because I ain't getting a lot of amens over there. See, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of women say, oh, I, I, just feel, I feel so insecure. So does men. So does men. But see, you feel like it's just his responsibility to make you feel secure. You don't think it's your responsibility to make him feel secure. 
because the Bible just said he ought to feel secure in the fact that whatever he needs, there is no lack. I didn't hear nobody say, women, I didn't hear y'all say nothing. That's your responsibility to make sure there's no lack in his life. Because you can only hide for so long under all of that ministerial posture. Me and walking church with suit and ties on, hurting and bleeding. And they stuck with you, so they just be like, that's your wife? Yeah, it is. That's my wife. How long y'all been married? <laughs> not, not, not three years. That's your husband? Uh-huh. That's my husband. So I'm wrong, saints. Y'all married right there? Honey, they all, uh, she, she all, oh, that's, that's where you're supposed to look when you're in church. Amen. She like, she can just get, sit right on top of him, all under, see, that's what I'm talking about right there. That's love, that's love, look, that's love. And you can't build a marriage unless you go through some hell together. So stop looking for all that hoochie-coochie love. Oh, I love you. I love you, too. I love you, too. I love you. You don't love me. Yes, I do love you. You didn't be, get, buy me no sickle. You don't, didn't give me no top. You didn't buy me no stockings. You didn't, you didn't give me no dress. That ain't love. Love is when you walk through those hard times together. Love is when you feel like giving up. I said, baby, we're going to hold on. Come on, somebody. Love is when you're being attacked by the enemy and you see the worst in each other and still make the decision, I'm staying with you. See, some of y'all sitting there looking at me because the first thing you want to do is run to the door. I'm getting divorced. I'm going to sit down. You ain't going to never have no marriage. And nobody said it's easy. Yes, yeah, hard. Two people are coming together as one. You ain't got no trouble. You ain't got no marriage. I'm not hearing nobody say nothing. You ain't going through nothing. You don't have a marriage. If you ain't got no testimony that you've been through something, you ain't got no marriage. If you ain't got them days where you feel like you can kill each other, you ain't got no marriage. Because that's what an anniversary is. My anniversary is I almost killed you last year, but we still here. <laughs> we can both celebrate living one more year. Come on, this is home. This ain't the road, this is home. This is new destiny. You my children, I'm your mama. Y'all ready to go home? See, you look at marriages like my mother and them. Been married for 47 years. His parents, 60 years. His grandparents, 60-something years. 62 years. I said, God, I said, what, what is the key to making it work? Because I want to make it work. Come on, saints. But we quit for everything. Because we are microwave generation. We don't want nothing. We don't want to work for nothing. We don't want to work out nothing. Oh, y'all, come on. All I need is three sisters to go with me tonight. All I need is three. All I need is three that said, teach me. 
Because see, God began to teach me. I didn't know this was going to turn into this kind of class tonight. I don't know what I'm doing tonight. But see, if you can't say amen, say ouch. But don't be sitting up there looking at me all strong because I ain't scared of you. Because you busted. That's why you sitting there looking at me like that. I'm from the ghetto. I ain't scared of y'all. New York ain't nothing. I came from the west side of Chicago. I believe I'll still cut somebody. Don't be looking at me like that because that's too strong. Baby, some of them women look at me like, that's why you manless. Because of that attitude right there. Men under pressure anyway. And you got a bad attitude, that's a quick way to get your head knocked off. Because they already, they already being depreciated in society. They already can't find a top-notch job. And then they got to come on to you with your bad attitude because she won't buy you no Gucci bag. All that stuff is junk anyway. Because it's materialistic things. I don't ask my husband to buy me stuff like that. I know he's trying to build this church. I don't ask him to buy me Gucci bags and, and, and Prada and Louis Vuitton. He's trying to build a church. I'm not hearing y'all talk to me. Why should I put him under that kind of pressure? Oh, buy me this. I want this. I want that. This $2,000. Well, we could take that $2,000 and build a system here. We can take that $1,500 that we give in the Louis Vuitton and buy a new pair of drums. A wise woman built the house, even a spiritual house, but a fool plucking it down with her hands. Am I preaching tonight? Because that's all I heard when I got ready to marry my husband. Oh, all he after some money. He ain't got to be after. He can have it. All of it. I'm not hearing y'all say nothing in here. Because women in the world do it every day. They meet men and pay their way through college. Put them through school. And church people, y'all ain't hearing me, looking for sugar daddies. Come on here. Women that's supposed to be holy women are being gold diggers and not prayer warriors. Oh God, I feel God in here. A man don't need a gold digger. He needs a prayer warrior. He needs somebody that's going to invest in him. He needs somebody that's going to believe in him. He needs somebody that can look at him and say, baby, you ain't got it all right now, but I believe in you. And one day, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right there. One day the world is going to see my investment. You invest in stocks. You invest in your job. Invest in your husband. Oh, y'all, y'all sit down because y'all done got me stirred up. I didn't mean to go there tonight. You single, you better get on your face and ask God, God, send me my investment. Send me some good stock. Send me something I can invest in. Because I'm going to preach something right now. I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind. God, there's some good stock out there. Where is it? Where is it, God? Show it to me. Put me in the right place at the right time so I can find the good stock to invest in. Don't let me be a worldly, wild-minded woman. Let me be a spiritual-minded woman. Teach me how to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Sit down, because I'm going to show you something right here. Sit down, sit down, and I'm closing. I got to show you something right here. God, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Well, he didn't buy me no. When was the last time you bought him something? 
I can't get nobody to say that right there. <laughs> I can't get nobody. I'm going to hurt your feelings because, because this is what God gave me. This is what the Lord gave me for me. And I didn't know when God was going to release me to teach it. And this just snuck up on me because I didn't expect this tonight. So he says it so that he has no lack of honest gain or need of dishonest spoil. So that he has no lack of honest gain or need. That means whatever it is that God wants to bring in his direction. You have to make sure that you position your house that he gets it honestly. And that you, watch this, that you birth him out in prayer so that he desires no dishonest thing. Something went wrong with the internet or something went wrong. How much? How much you need, baby? 
how much? See, women, you <laughs> ships loaded with foodstuffs. She, she, not he, she brings her household food from a far country. She rises while it is yet night and gets spiritual food for her household and assigns her maids their task. Y'all, wait, 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 wait. That means that a Proverbs 31 woman ought to have it in her mind that I'm going to build such a house that I'm going to need help to run this house. She gets up in the middle of the night while her husband is asleep. Said, baby, rest, because I got this. She walks the floor and roars in the spirit. She prays in the Holy Ghost. She asks God, God, before he even gets up in the morning, work it out. Everything that he got on his prayer list, God, break it through. God, make a way out of no way. So when he get up, he feeling under the, the anointed. He don't know what's going to happen. But the 31 woman have walked the floor all night. She's paved the way for him. Can I bring this thing a little bit closer home? So since we starting out, since I'm starting out and we don't, we don't have no maids yet, then I'm going to prophetically speak in this. That means all of your friends around you. Come on, somebody. Come on, get somebody. You speak the vision to your friends. You don't let your friends speak the vision in your house. You tell your friends what your husband is going to be, what he's going to have, what's going to happen, and what shall be in this household. Honest. Y'all not. Woo. Am I teaching? She gets spiritual food. I'm going to say something that's going to rock all our world right now. It's going to rock even mine. She gets spiritual food. That says to me that if she rises up in the middle of the night to get spiritual food, then that means she is never, she's never supposed to be in a situation where daily she does not give her husband a word from the Lord because she got up before he did. saying under here. My husband can tell you that there are many days that I feel bad. There are many days I may be sick in my body. Like today, I was having a bad wedding day, but I jumped out that car in the midst of my tears. I was having a little crying moment and I jumped out that car and cleaned that car up. Washed his pants down. Come on, somebody. Minister to him. Come on, somebody. You're supposed to have a word from the Lord. You're supposed to rise up and get a word. He ain't supposed to be scuffling by himself. I wonder how we gonna pay this. I wonder where we gonna get this from. The house done got too small and he ain't got no place to move and we got three kids and how we gonna, how we gonna, how we gonna pay this and how we gonna, how we gonna do. Okay, let me see now how we, I'm gonna figure this out and then he stopped coming home later because he under pressure so he just get off work and just drive around the car and he just, no, 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 no. No, 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 you supposed to say, baby, it's gonna be all right. I don't know we're going to get it from, but God going to make a way. It's going to be all right. You better look that man in his face and say, that's all right. You having it rough right now? 
I can't tell you the times I've said that to my husband. That's all right. It's rough right now, but I'm going to tell you something. You're about to blow up. Be encouraged. It's about to come. Your turn is coming, baby. Just be patient. God is helping you build this thing. You a mighty man of God. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You a mighty man of God. It's going to be all right, honey. Don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. Because it says right here. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. She considers a new field before she buys or accepts and expands prudently and not courting neglect of her present duties by assuming other duties. She ain't at somebody else's house trying to help them get their marriage together and her own is falling apart. Okay, they ain't ready for the rest of this, baby, so chill out. I'm going to just... Because some of y'all too busy. You too busy doing other stuff but what's in your house. Two and three and four jobs. Come on, I can't get nobody to say nothing. Because you can work one and be consecrated and God will make them ends meet. Come on, we ain't always got it. I don't care how you look at me. Oh, Prophet Biden got money. She got money. No, we ain't always got it. Do we always have it, baby? We ain't always got it. Sometimes we be looking at each other going, let's just go get some coffee. <laughs> we go in that Starbucks and have a little love coffee moment. Come on here, saints. Come on here. I married my husband. My husband said to me, baby, let me tell you something. I just got to be honest with you. This, I'm, I'm in transition and we just moved into this apartment. And I live in New York. I got an awesome house. My house was featured three times in the house magazines. I got an awesomely beautiful house. But baby, I get on that plane, and when I married my husband, he had a futon. And I come right on in there, baby, and get on that futon with my husband. Because out of all that furniture I got in New York, ain't no thighs in that bed. biceps and triceps in that bed. That ain't nothing but furniture because it couldn't hug me. It couldn't minister to me. It couldn't tell me that it loved me. It couldn't roll over in the middle of the night and lay hands on me and rebuke the devil off of my life. But he could on a futon. I'm not getting nobody to say amen with me tonight. Stop nagging that man about you ain't got this and when we gonna get some new furniture and when we gonna get and when we gonna get this and we done had this furniture for three years when we gonna get this hush your mouth cause you missing the whole moment you missing the whole love experience looking at a couch alright alright <laughs> this supposed to be your raggedy days this supposed to be your days where y'all can y'all can look back and say baby remember that one orange couch we had but we had to put that blanket over it come on let God give you a testimony Baby, remember that one blue chair when me used to get up in that same blue chair and go to sleep and the arm broke off of it? Because that night we got real busy in that blue chair. Remember that blue chair? You better let God give you some testimonies. Come on, I wish I had somebody that loved me tonight. These are your moments. 
moments. Because I'm gonna tell you what's important. The couch may be broke down. The table may be the table that your grandmama gave y'all when y'all first got married. Can I just minister this right here? But if you the bad mama jamma that the Bible said you're supposed to be, then you know that this is just temporary. Because if you don't get it, baby, I'm gonna make it happen. Because I'm a Proverbs 31 woman. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody said temporary. Somebody said temporary. Somebody said temporary. Said my situation may be temporary, but my spirit is permanent. I got a permanent spirit.
say, I'm sorry. Pray until you can make a man say yes to God. It's your responsibility to pray until you brought the yes, Lord, in the belly of your husband. love so that is it for today I hope that that message blessed you I know that it blessed me when she talked about uh, submission is finding his vision and placing him in a position to always be on top I knew that that was a word that I needed for my marriage I know that was a word that I needed because be as a woman carrying the womb um, having the power to birth out things the fact that God gave me that like all of it was just so powerful and I feel like it's definitely something that I need in this season um, and so I wanted to share that with you just in case you needed it in this season as I mentioned I don't know what the next couple of weeks look like all I know is that I have been led to study on wifelyhood and what that means. And so I invite you to join me on this journey uh, with the Iron Wifey podcast. Now, funny enough, Iron Wifey was not focused on just wives. I know that's in the name. I know that's in the title, but that wasn't my original focus. It was for aspiring wives and for us to be the bride to Christ and what that meant to be a wife to Christ. Um, so I guess that kind of brings us all full circle because we're going to be studying what it means to be a wife. So that definitely means what it means to be a wife to Christ as well. But anywho, that concludes today's episode of the Iron Wifey podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for listening this week. Again, I pray that this message was a blessing to you. I'm going to have the link below um, or in the description regarding where you can find the original video in case you want to listen to it. But again, I just wanted to share that with you. I feel like that is a powerful reminder for all of the wives out there, but also a great learning experience for those who are aspiring to be wives. Um, but anywho that concludes this episode and I will talk to you loves next Sunday in another episode bye